All right. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 87 of FC Chat. So what we are talking about today is third-party programs and tools that are used in EVE. Uh, with us, we have Squiz, who runs ZKill, which is the tool that pretty much everybody knows. Um, from noob to bitter vet, we're pretty familiar with it. Um, tracks all of the kills and fittings and everything. Next is Ariel Wren, who did a lot of work with Alliance Auth. Um, most big alliances use it to manage all of their people and permissions. Uh, we have Steve, aka Fuzzy Steve from Fuzzworks. Also on CSM 9 to 14, um, Fuzzworks, if you're not aware, is a tool used for production and industry. And then we have Norman, who is in Init Alliance, and he does a lot of background asset stuff um, and does a lot of work with improving processes that are already in place within our alliance. Um, also known as Lord of the Spreadsheets within our alliance, because he's always taking the spreadsheets that we do have for tracking and making them better and providing us lots of graphs and statistics for what's going on in the EVE world. So um, what we wanted to start off with is um, kind of ask you guys and open the floor what tools you guys think over the last, you know, however many years, like, well, like 15 years that EVE has been going, like how many... uh I'm sorry, what tool you think has the biggest impact on Eve? And you can't just say you're wrong because that's cheating. I'll start uh, with EFT uh, back in the day that I uh, spent so much time in e-fitting tools just trying to theory craft my ships and figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, and sorry guys, I, I'm just gonna say, like I just quickly had to do the cropping job because Ariel put me under pressure in the last second, turned on his camera, he's like, oh, I found, I found this uh, camera, let's go. So sorry for that. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the introduction and stuff. And I agree with Squiz, uh, the number one tool, and my, I mean, I don't wanna you know, talk down on any other tool, but man, the EFT was my number one tool, I think. And now Python, I guess, but I kind of still miss EFT, to be honest. It's pretty much the same, but yeah, it's probably the most impactful. And I think CCP agreed with that. And that's why they made the ghost fitting uh, in-game tool, right? Because they knew, yeah, it is required. We need this. And uh, yeah. yeah, took long enough, but yeah. Um, I would probably go with Evemon one of the other mm. big ones, especially when they put the market filtering stuff into it, which meant that we could actually have up-to-date market data being fed into EVE Central. Before then, it was all manual. Well, you had the stuff with web pages, which was a pain in the ass to work with. And then it was just a, it's an automatic way. You look at the market, the data gets uploaded. Yeah, you know what? Evemon, I always mm. used... Um, like in the beginning, I used it a lot, but as soon as you kind of know your way around with skills and stuff like this, like you need it less and less. And at some point, I I didn't even use it anymore. But I, especially when it comes to newer players, like that's one of those tools that's you know gives people an idea of what even is going on and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot less useful now. Especially with the like training plans where you can just go, I put 50 skills into my training queue and yeah, done. 
EVMOD was required too, and we had uh, learning skills. So you absolutely had to have it. Oh my God. Thankfully, that was before my time. I was. Lucky. Now, uh, yeah, I started uh, just um, towards the end of Incarna. That's about when I started. Surprisingly enough, I would have thought uh, would have thought um, our old mate Steve was 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 Grandpa ESI or Grandpa third party developer. But no, it's about how long I've been Neve. So it's it's quite uh, refreshing. Um, yeah, little over I, ten years. I would have loved to um, say Pfeiffer as well, uh, unfortunately, um, or EFT um, before that. Unfortunately, I'm actually going to give a cop-out answer, and I think it's Discord. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. I, I think the mm. way that Discord has changed mm. the way that you can actually reach out to someone in 30 seconds, as opposed to spending six hours trying to get a hold of some guy four Jabber servers over, um, it has completely and utterly changed the political landscape. I would of say you can... Like, for better or for worse. That, that's exactly. Uh, it goes both yeah. ways, but I think it goes a little bit more in the better way, you know? It's, so it's like, uh, it's a net positive. But would, I would like, it takes away some stuff too. It made something bad worse. Um, it was a tool used in the wrong way. Um, now that everyone is one Discord PM away, it's just accelerated the natural progression of what might have happened in EVE over 20 years. I agree. I agree. When it comes to political stuff, FCs talking to each other, back in the day, you didn't have that. You didn't have like uh, a fight and then like a, a second later, you come with each other and then say like, hey, good fight, la la la. And like everyone's super friendly. Not that I say people shouldn't be friendly to each other. I'm just saying like... It uh, took out the rivalry aspect. It did. To an extent. It did. Mm -hmm. And I mean... The same goes for like over the years. Some people have been in NC, now they're in it, or in they weren't in it, now they're in whatever PL or whatever. Like everyone mixes up, so everyone kind of knows all the sides over the time. So it's very like it's not you, you can't um, like back in the day you you only heard your side of the story. Whatever that FC told you, that's the truth, and he had all the freedom in the world to give you any kind of story. And nowadays, it's not that easy anymore. There's videos out about every fight and all that. You can basically see what's up, right? And Discord is a big part of that too, I think, because people just talk to each other so much. Speaking of Discord, okay. our bot broke and didn't mm. say that we were live. I was wondering why we only had 20 people here. <laughs> it never pinged. Anyway. Did you ping now? Mm -mm. It just did. Oh, all right. But Discord is also helping new players to easily connect to the game. So everybody, even if you're playing Fortnite, you, you know Discord. And then you can easily change the community you're, you're in right now and join Eve in this case. You know, I think Reddit has done that a lot too. Um, because like I know real life people who have never played Eve a day in their life, but they follow the Eve Reddit just because... Why would you do like, that? They, because they just find it so entertaining, like the nuances of the game socially, that they're like, yeah, like when I mentioned that I play Eve, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't play Eve, but like I go to their Reddit sometimes. Vincently like, scared yeah, of you. Okay. What a, what a... <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people who are Eve. It sounds like a fascinating game to read about. Right. That's yeah. You that's see that much it. every time, like especially on like, um, what's that German? Um, MMO sites, like there's always the same comment. Top comment is always exactly that. Like, oh yeah, I love the stories. I'll never play them. And it's 
Nina said. <laughs> Why do you think? They're, they're not willing to commit that much time and effort, which let's be honest, yeah. you they, if you want to get anywhere in EVE, you have to put in time and effort. And um, second job. Yeah. 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 Yeah, hobby rather than game, really. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, the just going back to the Discord thing. Yeah, I, the other benefit really is the whole intersectional community things, because it's not I'm part of this community and that's all I do. You've now got the people yeah. and they're part of that community and they're in the role play community and they're in the small gang and they're in a market community and that kind of thing. So it's beneficial from that perspective. It's yet yeah. more hooks just to keep people in the game. I I totally agree too. I think that like the branch out communities that Eve has are also like once again like with just having Discord in general are bringing everybody. Oh, there's the bot. Are bringing everybody together more. Once again, though, you know it kills the rivalries that keep. Eve together, I think. You know, giving people a reason to want to fight other than just like, all right, like let's go kill some stuff now. Like mm. the like, I guess passion behind the reason why they're fighting kind of just like Yeah, I away. agree. Uh but it's not only the the groups in, in Eve itself which are on the same Discord, but it's also uh, sometimes you take a break and you play another game and you join another Discord group. But you're basically you're still connected to the game. You you can see what's going on and you can easily join back. Um, before Discord, you you switched your Ventrilo um, or whatever you used, and you you lost connection to all the dudes you had before. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The thing but is... maybe that keeps people from coming back too because they feel like they can still be a part of everything without actually having to log in. Well, we can talk about one thing, which is Alliance Auth, right, Ariel Rin? Mm -hmm. If you <laughs> leave the Alliance, you get kicked out of the Auth, you lose access. Depending on what Alliance you're in, you might still have like a public uh, channel or so, but technically mm -hmm. you get kicked off, um, you know, your general chat from your Alliance. So, um, yeah, Alliance Auth plays a role there. And it happened to me, right, when, you know, the whole shit show happened with the falsely, you know, banned and shit. We got kicked off and it's a surprise like um oh shit, yeah everything is connected to that account and then suddenly you lose access to everything you can't even the guys you spend every day with basically several hours a week at least on comms chit-chatting your friends and then suddenly oh yeah you're, you're banned from the game or you were, um you left the alliance while well, you get kicked out of there you can't join even right and it's like uh that was a little bit of a weird situation to be honest I mean, we fixed it right away. So luckily, we have a good IT team and everyone's like right on it. And uh, it, like we, we found ways around it and stuff. But man, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And uh, yeah. Um, um, what? Yeah, EVE is just a weird game from the perspective of needing an IT team. Yeah, I yeah. think that's so <laughs> unique, right? That's so unique to any game that we like have those third party tools. I mean, first of all, we have the people that can so predominant. Make and they're professionally yeah. made too, right? It's not like, mm -hmm. um, you know, someone like back in the day, that's how it used to be. Wormhole mapping, for example, people used to do that in an Excel sheet at first, right? Wormholes came out. There's no tool for that yet. Everyone's doing it in, a, in an Excel sheet. Same for industry stuff, right? Uh, for those who uh, like, I'm not sure. Did you mention it in the in the introduction? 
uh, Steve is actually the, the, the developer behind um, Fastworks, which is probably the number one uh, industry tool in the game or third-party um, tool. Everyone who, who does anything on any scale is aware of that tool, that's for sure. Um, aware of, yes. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the premier site anymore because thankfully mm. there have been a lot more sites developed over the last few years, which is great because in general, having a single site which is used for this stuff is a bad thing. It's always good to have, like, I provide a baseline and then other people can provide specialist stuff on top of that and they have, and some of it is great. There's also some which aren't particularly good, but that's always going to be the way of it. Monocultures, though, they're bad. You never want a monoculture. As I'm sure Squiz will probably agree. Yes, I've been trying for years to get somebody else to make a kill board and compete. Um, Battle Clinic, uh, the other guys, Griefwatch, they've all disappeared over the years. And um, I think in 2015, I realized everyone else is gone. Let's get more people in. I opened up my API to everybody. You can get a full dump through the API. You have to do some work yourself, of course. But uh, people have said they'll start one, and then they disappear. They stop. Sad. They realize how much work it is, and they're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work. I've put in thousands of hours easily. But when it comes to killboard, wouldn't you say there's always that one killboard that's on top, even if at times where there was a little bit of um, competition going on, let's say. So what was even the, the history of it all? Um, like, first it was Battle Clinic, then it turned into Eve Kill, or that Battle Clinic didn't turn into anything, but then mm -hmm. Eve Kill and Battle Clinic had competition. And I think Battle Clinic was such a loaded site. Like, when you looked at it, it was just very old school, like the early days of internet basically looking, right? <laughs> Then Eve Kill came around and was very specialized and clean looking. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's our kind of stuff. And then you kind of took over. Like, I don't know, did you have anything to do with Eve Kill, actually? Or like? Yeah. Um, I actually uh, kept Eve Kill from falling in on itself from the MySQL database, couldn't handle the sheer amount of data. And I went in, I rewrote how everything worked in the back end. Basically, it was a, uh, a jerry rigged partition if you want to call it that. It wasn't that great, but it worked. And uh, my experience from that is what I started with Zekiel with. Kaboyak and I, we did a whole lot of work together. Yeah, because like I noticed that change and Miranda and I was were talking about it. Like when we were we like, um, you know, what questions do we ask and stuff? I was like, yeah, well, I don't like I noticed that change, but I never knew how that actually came to be that actually Ezekiel took over and stuff. And if it was a friendly uh, way of taking over or if there was actually competition and then one side gave up or, you know. Uh, it's kind of a it's an interesting story. Um, it started off very friendly. Uh, Karboyak, um he's a very passionate guy. He's also very abrasive, and I got tired of working with him, and I went off in my own direction. Oh, all right. See, so I, I knew you guys were working together, and it was like, but then also there was competition, right? Yeah. And uh, when we were talking about like the, the most impact tools uh, of all time in EVE, I think obviously killboards in general might just be not might, might might just take the top spot if you did if we didn't have any killboards none right from the start i think it would be a very different game now you 
some people it incentivizes a lot of activity that people do in eve yeah i agree i agree but some people i'd say it's a low percentage but some people might just go and say like well killboards might just get in the way of creating content because people might be afraid more afraid to lose stuff than they are hyped about killing stuff you know yeah they don't want to fuck up their killboard yeah and the same you know i'm I'm guilty of that when uh, a few years ago when i was part of wingspan i did a lot of wormhole hunting if i would find someone first thing i did is i'd go to check out their z kill figure out is this you know bait or is it going to be an easy gank yeah true i mean it happens all the time right people just do a super quick check who's in system right it's like yeah but then also how do you feel about sorry go on you first I just wanted to say, like, statistically, like, mm. technically, uh, it should always push towards the more, like, hyped about killing stuff. Just by the way the data is present, uh, represent, uh, yeah, presented. Because, like, even if you're just in a fleet of, like, 150 dudes and you hit F1 every now and then, you get three, four kills. And you can only lose once, you know? You can only lose one ship in a fight, basically. I mean... Technically, you can lose two or three, sure, but you know what I mean. So on average, it would always be a more positive thing in the data than a negative, no matter what, right? Did you ever think about changing that? Did you ever think, like, maybe we should have, like, a more accurate representation of skill, uh, perhaps? That'll piss everyone off. That's That's a hard question, because everybody has their own idea of how to represent skill. And whatever I come up with, there's going to be 10,000 people who disagree, and every one of them will be on Reddit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. CCP changing anything ever. Yeah. So what about, as I, wanted, I wanted to ask, and being a Logi person, like, I, I made sure that you were, you know, were aware I was going to ask this question, but how do you feel about Logi on Killboards? I would love to see it. Um, yeah. It would incentivize more people to fly Logi. And uh, three years ago, during FanFest, they said that they were re- rewriting kill mails to include Logi. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever came of it. Yeah, Oink, yeah. Oink just mentions the same thing that I was actually going to jump in and say is the horde drones. Like, I mean, I fly Logi. I literally can't remember the last time I flew like a ship that wasn't Logi. And I've got a pretty decent kill board. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm someone who's not sitting here fighting for Lodgy on kill, on kill mails because there are ways, like, if you are a dedicated, I don't, first I want to say good enough Lodgy pilot, but that's not really, like, it goes back to the whole thing, like, what's good enough. But, like, if you're a dedicated Lodgy pilot and you can multitask well enough, like, you can get on kills. But I guess it's yeah. an issue I mean- that they have to work to get on kills. Yeah, and in the end, having Logi on kill mills is showing your failures because it's the people who are dying. Yeah, right. That's exactly that's what I thought about it too. Whenever that comes up, I'm always thinking like, how do you want to put them on kill mills? Because if you have yeah. an insanely um, good Logi wing, technically they shouldn't show up because the spot where they should show up is when someone dies. So it's like, but you don't want that. It's like now I don't want to yeah. go getting anyone from CCP in trouble. Um, but about six months after the announcement of the rewrite of Kill Mails, uh, we actually saw it. Um, there was a bunch of internal Logi on Kill Mails, uh, like actual Kill Mails developed out of the... It never hit Sissy, 
Uh, it was mm. purely out of the like in-house Eve development servers in 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 Reykjavik. Um, but like we saw the Killmail rewrite, we saw Logi on Killmails. Um, and obviously, there's a lot more that has to go through before that actually hits Sissy and hits TQ, and there could have been problems with it. But there right. was a and lot I... of movement on that, and it now didn't go anywhere. Why? Yeah, and I don't think it's like what Shade said. So it's not it's not about like who repped this ship that died. It's about how much was this ship that killed something or this ship that got on a kill mail repped in order for that ship to die. That's where like the incentive comes. That's how it becomes positive because then you see like, oh shit, this ship would have died like three, four times already if all of their Lodgy Wing weren't on point and repped this much damage to them. You can kind of see that now just by looking at how much damage the ship took. You can. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it's insane. Maybe like they sometimes, can just like tweak it then. Yeah. Sometimes we have fights and then we go back like, yeah, we won the fight. We, we only lost like two ships or so, but that's not even, mm-hmm. nobody cares. But that one guy yeah. who tanked like a million fucking damage, uh, the, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that's, yeah, sometimes that's the best if, part. Right. But if you're, but if you have like reps on your own ship, then that's not going to accurately show how much you were repped yourself. If you're like active tank, it's going to show that you took all this damage, but it's not going to accurately portray yeah. how much was actually repped to you. It was, so it was I don't think out, it was listed mm-hmm. out per ship, per pilot, how much incoming reps were received. Right. That's, um, that's like, what I, wish, I think it needs to be. I wish I could find that screenshot of that kill mail, but it was like two mm-hmm. and a half years ago. But why um, didn't I, I go with it? What do you guys um, think? I suspect Answer for they, your crimes. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you that guy no longer works. Yeah, I expect what happened was there was a dev blog a couple of months ago about Quasar, which you may have seen. Uh, one of the things which it was talking about was a message queue system, and that's basically how the Killmail stuff was being looked at. Because at the moment, what it does is all the kill mail stuff ha- is recorded on the server where all the damage is happening. And it means when someone dies, that server has a bunch of work to do. And we used to see stuff dying that way. Mm. Um, or, like, there are too many people on this kill mail. Just dies. Never see it. Mm. What can happen with something like Quasar and what was being looked at at that time uh, was pushing out all the damage events to a message queue. And then just having another server sitting off in the background, which is just keeping track of those so it can see this person's been damaged by this person, this person, this person, this person, just as it happens. And just keeps a trailing log of that. The problem on that is scaling. I suspect. It's not really been talked about, so I'm making some assumptions here, but they're semi-educated. Scaling is always a problem with EVE. Because, yeah, works absolutely fine when you've got five people, ten people, maybe a hundred people. Thousand people gets quite a bit more complicated. Yeah, and then add five thousand people, yeah. and then yeah. add some extra like bomb damage and smart bombs and all that sh- shit. But not, mm-hmm. but like an extra um, uh, complexity. Uh, like it adds an extra complexity. Yeah. Sorry, my my German brain uh, brain jumped in for a second. <laughs> Kicking in yeah. mid sentence. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a reason why things like smart bombs uh, in large fights are troublesome. Because you are doing a bunch of damage effects to a bunch of people, which requires a bunch of updates. So it, it, yeah, scaling is always a problem there. Yeah. 
And uh, so talking about a German brain, Norman, we never talked about your favorite tool uh, ever, like third-party tool in EVE, by the way. Yeah, I would have said uh, that kill for sure. So that's the, the first tool which got introduced to me when I started playing EVE. So um, basically, if you Google something regarding EVE and you find something on a on a website telling you something about EVE, then there's a link to that kill board or a battle report made on that kill board. And the numbers are coming all from that kill. And uh, basically, everybody's using it all the time. So when I started playing EVE, I, I was in Provi. And they had also tools to know who's blue and who's, who's not blue to you. Basically, everybody is blue there. And, um, but that's also linked to that kill at some point. And you, uh, if you saw it uh, in local and neutral and you looked him up on the kill board and if he's flying all the time a sign or ship, hey, <laughs> you got your free intel there. Yeah. You had to talk So up. that also leads to one of our other questions we had, which is, um, do you think, have you ever thought on, about on the kill board giving people like less information? Or more didn't, information, you know. Didn't we had a had an event where the the set kill infos were delayed? Wasn't that I mean, during, during blackout? blackout? Yeah, blackout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? I can't. I don't want to answer the question, but the way I always or the way I understood it at the mm. time was like people were complaining to Zekel for years, like, "Oh no, we should have delayed Intel. We should have this. We should have that." And everyone was like, "Has <laughs> big opinions." And then I think Squiz... And then they're like, wait, 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 wait. And, no, no, no. And then Squiz went and said like, yeah, well, let's give it a shot, right? Let's test it. Yeah. And that's what happened, right? Anyhow. I got lynched for that, yeah. yes. And Because uh, I actually, um, not just Blackout, but I actually implemented something where people could pay to have their alliances kill me. I was delayed by a couple of hours. And uh, basically, I got Reddit lynched for that. And um, yeah, I took back those changes Within about five hours. Pay That's like kind of sad. Real money? No, we're talking ISK, I'm guessing. Right? <laughs> or was it no, no, no real money, no RMP. <laughs> yeah, play that game. No. Well, yeah, unfortunately, really? gating things behind real money is against the terms of service. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know, like, third party tool. I mean, if you provide, I mean, is that probably as the second you um, require the ESI like infos from Eve? As long as as soon as you take infos that you get from CCP, that's the second where you can't um, monetize it anymore. Is that the rule? I don't like where do, where do they? Yeah, like, and what it? about ads on the like? What if you want to run ads on web space? How does that? Are you not allowed to do that because it's like CCP? Ads are okay. Ads are allowed. Yeah, ads are allowed. Okay. Yeah, um, you are allowed ads. You are allowed to have. You're not allowed to gate functionality behind real money. Um, mm -hmm. You are I mean, allowed. You like. You could have. I use Patreon, and you can use Patreon to not have adverts on the site, like mm -hmm. someone does. Um, but you can have. I use Patreon, and if you don't pay me money, you can't get on the site. That's not right. allowed. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, you can do up. it with ISK if you want to. Yeah, but you can make people pay ISK for stuff, I don't, but not real money. I don't get why the ISK thing is an issue, though, for people. I mean, no matter what you do, there's people on Reddit that have an issue with it. But uh, like, it was really such an outcry that you had to decide to, you know, go back on it that quickly and not even like let it go for like maybe a month or so and see what happens. 
it was a huge fallout. Um, I had people contacting me, Twitter, through Discord, through email, uh, email even. Please don't do this. And uh, the Reddit thread was just huge. And you know, I thought about it for a bit, and I talked with a few people about it and uh, decided to uh, revert the changes. Well, I mean, that's surprising to me that so many people are have an issue with that specific thing, but I guess. Yeah, it was pretty amusing because a lot of the same people who ask for delayed intel didn't like it when their enemies would have delayed intel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that makes sense, right? <laughs> well, um, and we, we also like it. We, we had a battle and like five seconds after the battle, the FC is asking how how did it went, so and we are checking this at Guildboard and making a battle report. Uh, oh, we lost the in uh, disc war, or we won, and yeah, yeah, then we are happy on the way back. Yeah, that's one of your jobs actually. Whenever we have like yeah. we have like seven guys in the FC channel or whatever, and as soon as all the prep work is done and the fight starts, you're basically just look, looking at kill uh, at the kill board, seeing how we go, like do we trade well and stuff like this, right? So it is kind of that it's kind of unique, but that it's that it's kind of nice. You also see how many um, ships of a certain type are in the hostile fleet, in, basically in real time. And uh, if you if you can't use the D scan if you have several fleets of the ship, same ship types in space, it's basically impossible. But you see it on set Gilbert. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about that website. Like to be able to just you know, throw something in and get an organized D scan of what's going on in the system. True. Like during flights or during fleets, that's super beneficial. Whenever someone gets tackled, like give me a D scan, you know? Yeah. The D scan, uh, the pace bin. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah. There's different ones. Like, you know, there's like several ones out there now. And that's definitely uh, for FC is a, a good tool, but I would say the impact is minimal. I honestly think it's minimal. You look in local, you know they're in a fleet and there's 200 people in local. You can kind of guess. After a while, you, you kind of know what hostels bring. Some alliances bring more lodges than other and so on, but you can if guess. If FCs have access to local, which when things are getting tackled and you need a quick form of fleet, you usually don't. It's a dude in a Rockwell freaking out who's like, uh, yeah. I don't well, know. Well, but that dude is also not going to provide you a paste bin with a D-scan, right? They do. <laughs> Sometimes they, they do, they but do they can also say how many are local. Yeah, but if they're like, uh, there's there's 30 in local and I see a scepter, like... Are you in panic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm in panic. <laughs> yeah, I'm panicking. Are you panicking? Yeah, I'm panicking. And he didn't drop the panic. Oh, man, that's such a... Oh. But yeah. Uh, um, but anyway. The, I, one last thing I want to uh, say... Before we move on from uh, from the whole uh, Zeke killboard stuff, I was just thinking, in one area you do have some uh, competition, which is the actual battle report, right? Because battle reports can get messy when you have like three sides, it's different coalitions, today we work together, the other day we don't, mm -hmm. and then it messes everything up. So there is like at least that one niche uh, thing where you know i forgot what the actual site is called they provide uh just for that situation they provide like good battle reports which uh, like most people use in those messy big fights 
Um, so yeah, you have some competitions there, right? And I'm glad. And uh, I've actually refrained from improving my battle report because I want him to maybe, you know, expand on that, flesh out a whole kill board from that. And then I'll have competition. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you, you look like you, you really want some competition. Like, that you. Well, you, let's you, say I get tired of this and uh, I decide I'm going to rage quit and shut everything down. I'm going to screw everybody over if I do that. And I don't want that to happen. You know, the bus factor. What if I walk down the street tomorrow and I get hit by a bus? The site's only going to be up for so long without me. Don't want that, you know. I'm looking out for the future of not just the website, but for the people who play the game. I want them to have options. Does that ever... Hmm? I was just about to say, but wouldn't that Squiz just laugh his ass off in heaven? Haha. <laughs> and everyone's like, complete fucking okay. chaos in the game because killboards <laughs> are off. Everyone's like, shit, we didn't know what we had. Yeah. I, I bet but it what... would take like four days until we have a new one. Maybe but it, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Everyone's going to be like, like, oh, we're going back to Excel now. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Does, does that stretch you guys out being you know, having no redundancy in the products that you provide to like people in Eve and knowing that like, as of right now, if you left, it just wouldn't be anymore. I'm not stressed by it. I try to get others to do something about it. And that's about as much as I can do. I don't let it stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully these days, I'm not in that situation. I'm generally the person who does uh, the SDE conversions, but all of that is available online. Someone could take that over dead easily. I only started doing it because the person that I was using stopped doing it. So, yeah. As I said, monocultures are bad. I think, just to uh, get on the soapbox, I think the reason why there aren't but there isn't another kill board at the moment, is the people who have looked at it have realized it's actually harder than it looks, just because the big problem with uh, doing some, some of the things in EVE is scale. Because, like, it's 24 million kills at the moment, something like that? 28? 70 million. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's a ballpark. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, we're talking big numbers, and when you start getting to that kind of numbers, processing that right. takes time. I just pulled up my stats page. There are uh, just over 98 million kill mails in the game, and Z-Kill has 68.7 million of them. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And how big is the database in total? And in gigabytes? Um, about... Roughly 300 gigs. It's uh, quite large. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 350 gigs. There it is. Yeah, it's Vane quite impressive. Rackham is asking Squiz if you would go open source at some stage. Didn't you say that you were open source already? Yeah, Zekiel is open source. Uh, the GitHub link is in the footer of every web page. There you, there you go, go Vane. Go do some stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. So Brilliant. on that Vane. Um, Alliance Auth is unique that we don't we don't have a website. Um, we don't provide an Alliance Auth installation for anyone. Um, 
forgive me for saying this, Squiz, but I don't. I wouldn't say that your primary focus is on building Zedkill for other people to host Zedkill. Um, some of it is quite um, custom. Um, like MongoDB is not just like something that a lot of people would be familiar with, just like straight up off the street. Um, it's certainly doable, um, but like AA's focus is purely on providing a, an application for other people to install and other people to configure. Um, so if I was to get hit by a bus tomorrow, uh, mm. it wouldn't matter whatsoever because I'm not even the primary developer on Alliance Auth. Um, you I'm... matter. Oh, absolutely. We wouldn't um, care if you died, just for the record. But the way the way we're structured as an open source team is I'm the maintainer. So I'm responsible for reviewing merge requests and reviewing other people's code. Uh, but for the most part, I actually am not a very good developer. Uh, and most of the work in Alliance Auth was done by other people and continues to be done by other people. Yeah, probably the um, errands of this world, right? We've got uh, Aaron from Init. We've got people from Horde, Frat, Silent Company, uh, Goons, uh, Volta, um, Dreadbomb, if they still exist. Sorry, guys, I think you collapsed. Uh, Evictus. Uh, There's always going to be some um, Dreadbomb guys out there. Um, Keep going, guys. You can do this. They're around. Um, like, it's probably 20 to 25 people that, that have contributed code, and it's probably 10 to 15 that actively contribute code. Um, we we push that if you guys want to grab Alliance Auth and build it for your own alliance, um, contribute those features back. And that's how most of Alliance Auth has come about. Yeah, and you know what? Talking about scalability, like on Zcal, I think scalability is a big factor when it comes to Alliance Auth. Like the scale of uh, things is just so big that big groups like like the big alliances in this game, we need a tool to manage everyone. Because if we don't have it, I don't think you could manage that much. And then you could make the argument, hey, maybe we shouldn't have these tools, right? And then the groups will be smaller. Because like that's always what I say. Like uh, I would have I would love to see more in smaller groups. But that's actually my main my, the main reason that I continue to develop Alliance Auth, because I haven't really played Eve in three years. Um, the main reason I play Alliance Auth is to remove one of those barriers for a, uh, an independent entity to exist. Um, there shouldn't be the advantage of your, your Goon Swarms, your Tappies, your yeah. Inets of a, an IT system. Um, it's a video game. That's not really fair that like sysadmins make the difference. Uh, so you can grab Alliance mm -hmm. Auth and run with it as a five-man corp in Nullsec. Um, or Init, which is now the fifth largest alliance in the game, uh, 10,000 people also runs Alliance Auth. Yep. And it's not a very big server. Um, I can tell you the assets database hit 10 gig the other day, um, but that's not really something you have to use. Um, and it's probably just badly optimized because we're lazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, 10 gig is not huge anyway. No, it's not. And for- It fits in RAM. An alliance like Init can, can afford that kind of infrastructure. Um, you know, Alliance Auth runs on a Raspberry Pi if, if you're a five-man group in NullSec uh, or LowSec or HiSec or whatever. Uh, Silent Company is like eight or 9,000 people. Uh, they run Alliance Auth on like a $10 a month EPS. It's, it's like nothing. Yeah, and I was about to say exactly that, 
right? Some people might make that argument that it helps groups be bigger, but then again, it I think it helps way more people or more smaller groups to get to the same level of organization um, as like the big groups, because otherwise the big groups would have an even bigger advantage, especially goons historically before Alliance Auth was even a thing. They were always like super. I'm not even sure if goons actually use Alliance Auth, but they no. no, they're always they always had like a big team of IT guys that actually enabled the size of the whole group, in my opinion, right? And they would have so, that massive advantage, like other groups too, obviously, right? Just as an example. Goons, Tappy, and the the NCPL horde conglomerate uh, run their own systems. So you know the the top three run their own custom code and then you know if you slotted in it down there at four um they run alliance auth uh, and that's 95 percent of what in it works on and is developed for alliance auth is pushed back out there for the wider community to use um yeah, whereas, weren't you know, those big three around before long before alliance auth though that's why they made their own yes and no um Alliance Auth was actually originally inspired by one of the old Tappy Auth systems that was open sourced. Um, it was a, a Python Django project, and that's kind of where like the original inspiration came from. Um, Goons predates Alliance Auth, uh, and PL for the longest time was actually based off Seat. Um, that's not very well known that like Seat 1.0 was the core of, of PL for quite a long time. Uh, it's now not. They've now evolved and built their own system in fact that was probably three or four systems ago um but they don't predate alliance auth hmm. yeah i never like i never really thought about it in in that way right i was not like i think especially when you're just uh you know you're just logging in to shoot some stuff you're just joining fleets you don't notice you don't notice that you know actually yeah you have all this like register here, register there. Like they don't even think about what they're doing there. But uh, you know, everything is connected, and uh, you know everything is so smooth nowadays. Right back in the day, you didn't have any of that. Like most alliances, you know, went with like the basic stuff of like, yeah, like who are you? Okay, then uh, you know, we'll write it down in some database and put some notes in an Excel sheet or something. You know, this especially smaller ones. Like how far everyone has come, it's like insane. Yeah, there are still people out there that that manually auth things, um, and that's a lot of load on your management. And people make mistakes. Um, I, I can think of. I I don't necessarily host many auth systems because uh, it's it's a application out there for other people to host. Uh, but when I took over Legacy 1.0 and built Legacy 2.0. Um, which doesn't exist anymore, but that was a you know, 10,000 man Alliance Auth installation. Um, Legacy 1.0 had like 3,000 people in it that weren't in Legacy anymore. Out of the like 7,000 people in the Discord, 3,000 people weren't even in Legacy. It wasn't even low effort spies. It was just people that didn't belong to the coalition yeah. anymore, but never got removed. But but regarding spies, if so many different entities are working on the software, did uh, anybody try to inject some some code to get information over it? Or Ziphons of some information from another auth? I can't say no, um, but the benefit of being a lot, uh, of open source is that our code is visible to anyone. If you are concerned about the security of Alliance Auth, go fix our security. Um, yeah, 
you know, that's probably like why it only works the way it works with like, hey, here, that's open source. Just take it, install it on your server, do whatever you want with it. Because otherwise you would always run into that problem of like, can we trust these guys at the end of the day? Especially the big alliances, man, they're paranoid. I mean, rightfully so a lot of times, right? But Of wormholes. Yeah, you remember? I mean, the... You remember the eviction of Rage the first time we had exactly. to switch our wormhole mapping tool because there was rumors out there that um, what was it? Uh, that Ziggy was actually made by a by a Laserhawks, aka or like um, Laserhawks or um, HK dude. We didn't yeah, they're know. all the same people. I mean, it's very much the same. Like they're, they're the same coalition, but. Um, I didn't really believe it, but at the same time, you you want to risk it, right? And map everything for them. And, you know, so, yeah, we had to switch, right? And, uh, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, you're, sometimes you're forced to to uh, to be really mm -hmm. careful with this kind of stuff. Uh, and that the people still go out there. to... Well, I think I read an explanation not too long ago, like where that rumor came from and who actually is behind the whole thing. I forgot what it was though. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was any, there was any risk, but you know, you never know. People go to some great lengths when it comes to like getting information and stuff in this game. It's part of the gameplay. If you think about it, right? Back in the day, there's a lot of those headlines. And that's why people are, are scared to join even and say like, oh yeah, it's the best game I'll ever read about, but never play, right? Uh, it's this kind of stuff. They're scared of like, oh, I can't trust anyone, and uh, yeah, and um, you know, it's scary to to deal with anyone and all that stuff. It's uh, you know, it's unique in Eve too. I would always argue though, and I'm serious that in Eve you have to trust someone. You can't you can't go around not trusting. It's such a trust is just like another currency in the game that you know you can't really like count right. Oh. You don't trust anyone, then you're flying by yourself, and that sucks. Yeah, you're gonna get blocked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you're a really good solo. Or you'll pilot. be a high sec miner. <laughs> it wouldn't do good for me though, because I suck at solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have on the list? Do we have some more good questions or what? Um. So one of the questions was um, about your guys's backgrounds, like. IRL, if you are willing to talk about it, obviously, like you don't have to talk about IRL stuff too much if you don't yeah. want to. Um, like, do you guys have backgrounds in coding and like software and stuff like that, or is this like a hobby of yours? Uh, I'm a sysadmin, so I'm not a developer. I just can dance a bunch of the steps. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, people who have looked at my code say it's very much sysadmin code. What is that? There's a certain way. It's done in a certain way, which isn't necessarily the best way of doing it, but it shows but it the origin. <laughs> it shows the origins of how I came to think about the code in the first place. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have got better, but yeah, uh, I'm not a developer by trade. It's a hobby, but I run servers, many, many, many servers for a living. So makes sense. What about the rest of you? Um, I uh, graduated with a bachelor's in computer science, and my first job was at a company that handled the sales of every vending machine in the United States. And uh, that was a lot of data to track. 
And that's how yeah. I got into yep. that's where the experience came from. <laughs> that's where my experience came from. And uh, you know, a few years later I started playing Eve and I thought this Eve Kill site sucks. What can I do to make it better? And that's how I got into it. Yeah, in real life, I'm a mechanical engineer. So in the university, I had to do graphs all the time and analyze data. And obviously, obviously, that carried over to Eve. That's so. where your love started. Sure. Uh, so I'm a sysadmin, I guess, by trade. Um, I look after 20 tiny little five-man schools in the middle of the Australian desert. Um, so between fighting off snakes and spiders, uh, I will throw a bunch of equipment in a car, like if a, if a school is offline, I will uh, think, what could I possibly need? Because it's it's 500 kilometers down a dirt road to get to this site. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, that's a lot of driving. But it, it's a lot of driving in the lovely Australian outback, and it's, it's some unique challenges. Um, and that's sort of, it puts you in a mindset to sort of be ready for anything uh, and to always be packed and prepared. You talking like apocalypse wise or <laughs> no even just i i don't know what's going to come up today i could get a, a call that um that a school is offline and i've just got to grab my bag grab my go bag grab a suitcase and like jump in the car and, and go um, I, I bet you watch a lot of macgyver yeah uh og macgyver i'm only just getting into new macgyver <laughs> Wait, so this new is MacGyver? actually a good question oh, yeah, um if uh, developing these tools helped you guys in non-Eve projects, like if this has expanded your knowledge base for real-life stuff, I assume so. Yes, definitely. Um, I have my SQL went leaps and bounds when I started doing some stuff with Eve just because I needed to do some stuff which was more complicated than I had done before. And then I used it at work, which was handy. I actually decided to go and get my master's just to get better at what I was doing. And uh, yeah, that has helped with jobs now. Nice. So for me, it's a little bit the other way around. I'm not playing Eve that long, only four years. And uh, a little bit over four years now. And uh, yeah, I used the knowledge I already had. I just yeah. mental blanked. Wow, how did that happen? Um, I, I took an introduction to Python class when I, before I dropped out of uni. Um, yeah, didn't, didn't do any formal education. Um, and other than that, learning Alliance Auth, has, it was like learning to Python code again. Uh, like, I'm not a programmer. I've uh, become a lot better at it. And I actually use my open source management, not like I coded an e-video game thing, um, but like I'm a maintainer on an open source project. Um, that forms part of my resume and did actually was a significant part of getting my current job here, um, which is a, a pretty good wicket. So like having that team management skills um, and, and the organization of, of open source management, uh, I think is incredibly valuable for me. And it's something that I will continue doing, even if it's not for Eve. And so I'm that's the good thing. Oh, sorry. You go. I was just going to say, that's the great thing about people who write code. It doesn't matter what your experience is. You can still get good at it. Yeah. And the, but the only way to get good at it is just doing it, right? It's like literally learning a language, right? Just the, that's the only way you got to speak it. Right? Otherwise, you know, you can learn a theory and get comfortable with it. But like, 
at and the, on the end uh, at the end of the day you gotta you gotta just go and do it and uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it really helps it being a project which you actually enjoy so uh, alliance authors leave it all. alliance authors is at 2200 commits now um so 2200 changes to the project and i think at about 50 changes in so the, the first 50 changes of the project that's when faulty seven decided to leave goon swarm and that was when like we had to have an auth system if, if we didn't have an auth system we wouldn't have survived as a group um and, and tickle tactical supremacy um no longer exists, sadly, but Tactical Supremacy would not have existed as an alliance for like three or four years. Um, we, we got thrown into the deep end. Um, we had to contribute to a lot, like use Alliance Auth, which was held together by duct tape and a prayer at that time, um, <laughs> and develop it to what it is today, purely to stay in existence as an alliance. And would you, like, do you guys have something... Um like that ccp like that you would wish ccp would do like do you do you think ccp could support third party tools more um uh, like what what's missing like what's uh, what do you think um could be done better could make your lives easier uh, yeah um i think pretty much everyone would be quite happy if ccp actually spent some time developing esi um and making sure, and the biggie is making sure that they communicate with us when stuff is happening and when stuff might break. Like there was a event um, about a week, two weeks ago, where ESI basically broke for a day and a bit. That's when all more mapping yeah. tools, everything went down to. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just going, huh? huh? What's happening? Yeah. Finally, did get told, but getting that not so easy and it ended up being told in a channel which some people just weren't seeing because yeah the communications are not necessarily the best and there aren't necessarily enough i don't think at the moment there's anyone dedicated to working on well, where esi is part of their job spec i would quite like someone to be there for their actual development to happen is that the reason why you're going to run for CSM again? Part of it. Because for those, for those who don't know, Steve's actually tied with Innominate as like the longest running CSM ever. Right? Six terms. It's the, the, the longest anyone yep. has ever been on the CSM. And yeah, I beat him there. And before the show, we were also super shortly, we had to stop ourselves because sometimes we run through the good stuff before the show. <laughs> but what I wanted to ask you too is like, how do you get elected as like, you're not like a, a big name FC or alliance leader, but as a, a industrialist and third party uh, IT guy, like how do you get people to vote for you, right? Like how did you do I that? I have no freaking clue. Um, I think it helps that I am pretty much completely independent. I'm not tied to any of the major groups, mm -hmm. so I can so get... you don't have enemies. Mm, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I don't have... I don't pick up enemies just by being part of a different group. Mm. So um, people in Goonswarm don't have something against voting for me because I'm not... Well, if I was in PL, they might not want to vote for me. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not. So I don't put people off that way, at least. Might put them off because I spend all my time in high sec, but meh. Um, and yeah, I have the best alliance name in game. What is it? Vote Stephen Hooking for CSM. <laughs> okay, that works. Um, <laughs> hey, you remember, yeah, Super you remember gay. on the old forums, the ones before we had at the moment, it always had your corporation name and alliance name. Yeah. That's why I founded the alliance. So on every single forum post, it had my alliance name. Sneaky. Sneaky, and it, yeah. And it worked. And it worked. Yep. Didn't work the first year I tried. But, yeah, after that. Um, I mostly stopped after 14 because I was really close to not getting elected. It was like, I think, 12, 15 votes uh, that I beat Salt Dragon by. Something like that. No. But hopefully people will vote for me this year. That would be nice. Yeah. So something you might not actually be aware of, Pando, um, but a project I was actually involved in in the past was EveMeet.net. Um, you guys yeah. may have heard of EveMeet. Yeah. I was actually looking for that the other day. Yeah, so I, I took it down. Um, hashtag pandemic. Um, it's being rebuilt at the moment. Um, but EveMeet was actually, um, it was originally built and it was originally designed to get Bam Stroker onto the CSM. Um, we built that product and we shilled the. And look at him now. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Bam Stroker is actually uh, now CCP. Uh, what is it? Convict. Shit, was, Convict. Convict. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, shit. I was hoping you would remember. <laughs> I was about to say signal. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I think Convict. Sorry, Fuzzy. Uh, not Fuzzy. Um, Bam. Words are hard. Um. I think he missed out by like a hundred votes. Yeah. Like now it's... he's at CCP, so he can make some real change. But um, I mean, that was a massive endeavor, and EveMeet was completely neutral. Um, I even mostly kept my name off it. Um, like we we pushed it at at, at FanFest. Like there was stuff up on stage. It was massive, uh, and and that wasn't enough to get Bam, who is well known in the community already. Um, for other things, it wasn't Eve enough. Meet to get him. Like a, an Eve dating website, and I think we should make that happen. Like I an do, Eve Tinder. I do own yeah. that domain of Eve M E A T. I do actually own that domain. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> oh my god! Look, there's only so many hours in a day, and when you're spending like 10, 15, 20 hours a week, um, just making Eve playable. Um, without CCP's help, uh, there's not a lot of time left in the day to work on other projects. Oh, you got to prioritize. This would be amazing. We're going to talk after the show. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then at some point we have to do like a second uh, show in a week, which is like the Eve, uh, the Eve meet. Um, the Eve dating show. Yeah. Yeah. And where we I'm just... thinking OG Facebook, where you've just got like the two profile pictures and who would you rather? Mm -hmm. I, well, I was thinking like the like the dating shows where it's like man number one, two, and three behind the door, and it's like contestant number one. If you were what's your a rank on ship, what ship would you be? Yeah, yeah. I bet if you if you're high ranked on 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 Zika, you know, yeah, yeah, who would say no to that? You will be matching <laughs> like crazy. 
Anyway, I sorry, I totally derailed that. <laughs> That's all right. You're totally not derailed. It's a third-party tool. I think even it would be great for the community, but there's there's one other tool we we should mention, which are many many players using, which is not that visual in the in the first place, but it's the um, Google Sheet or uh, Easy Add-on, and many many people are using that one to just pull off the yep. Easy Data into their own spreadsheets and making spreadsheets. I bet several hundred thousand people learned Google spreadsheets uh, using that using that tool, and uh, even journal. Mm. So I wanted to the, give. So the developer is uh, Black Smoke sixteen. Or he's uh, really, really good in the tool. Yeah, I'm glad they finally got him in as an Eve partner. Unfortunately, he's actually one of the ones that's a little more difficult to have as an Eve partner. There's certain requirements you've got to hit, um, like having this many downloads on your web, about this many hits on your website, or whatever which is a little difficult for something that gets included into other people's spreadsheets. Yeah. But they've accepted him, so he is there now. Yeah, it's nice that uh, CDP, like the community guys, I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably uh, Aurora, Swift, Convict, mm -hmm. and so on, mm -hmm. that made the decision. They look at those cases, even... It's if, Swift who does most of it. Yeah, even if it's technically like, um, it kind of wouldn't go with the rules, but this is a special case and we can make an exception, right? I'm I'm glad they are able to do that and don't have to go like ultra bureaucracy, uh, like craziness, right? Yeah. yeah. There may have been some extensive discussion on the PCP partner uh, Discord about that. Yeah, we all pushed for it because I don't have any users, but we have forty thousand users. So how yeah. how that's not fair that I got in and he didn't. Um, so I was I was strongly pushing for that as well because it was the same circumstance. You guys sticking together. I didn't. I never like read all the channels. There, I gotta be honest. Um, only if there's like a. I read for him. That's <laughs> true. Well, uh, if there's any CCP listening, we would love to have a single third-party developer on that discord to advise us of changes um so mm -hmm. joe garter mentioned dotland too and one if, oh, if man. we go back to like oh. third party stuff another one that i wanted to like mention was uh evo preview because he like evo preview saved my life as a newbie eve pilot trying to multi-box so especially with one monitor so much love to evo preview from me how could we forget Dotland, right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. kind of insane. I, I am amazed. It's so integrated into the game that you don't even think about it being yeah, third party. True. <laughs> yeah, I am amazed that they haven't put a map like Dotland's map into EVE yet. It's something that should have been done a long time ago. Obviously, Dotland would still be useful because it's got all the other functionality which it's got, but just that style of map would help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a simpler, That would have helped me easy. like immensely, especially as the new player trying to figure out the map yeah. that they have in game like i do not use that map at all it's way too fucking confusing for me it's yeah. a headache so I I it's a what, bad way to visualize things yeah it's I, horrible i tell you what like i've been seeing for like i don't even know how long for like maybe five years before i started being confident mm. enough to not use dotlan to get around and find place and stuff i just know what like the map looks like kind of when there's activity when there's no activity how do i get around like how far is something it's hard to judge on an in-game map it really is because like you don't know there's a cluster of lines and points and stuff like mm, does it actually go here said Desti, like uh, kind of 
and then you surprise it's actually 39 jobs instead of just five um but yeah it took me a long time too to get used to the in-game map too um so i don't use dotline all that much but when it comes to like capital uh, jumps and all that stuff there is just there's just no way to do that in game. There's just not not a way. Like if you plan on moving your cap more than one jump, like yeah, holy shit, you have to use dot line. There's no other way. It's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. The only I guess the only real problem is um layout like dot line. It's actually very difficult to do programmatically. So it doesn't have lots of lines crossing over and so on. There's a lot of manual, and I moved that bit around, and I moved that bit, and I moved that bit, just to make sure that you don't get it looking like a confusing mess. Mm -hmm. uh, .lan has managed that really well. I'm not sure CCP has been willing to put the time in just to build their own layout rather than just lifting the .lan one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> they already have .lan, so why put the extra effort into reinventing the wheel? Yeah, and it, you would yeah. you would also say someone who would really need right who couldn't get around without Dotland is also at a point like has enough play ex play experience that he would be aware of Dotland at the very least right so he knows the tool is yeah. there and, and like mm. a day one noob he doesn't really need it you can get around you just set Nesty for wherever you want to go and stuff uh, and then you know I don't know like I. When I was like newbie newbie, I was using Dotland a lot to try to find pockets to rat in. Mm. Because yeah. you can't visualize just by like setting a Desti and jumping around. You can't really visualize where your good pockets are. That's also, I mean, that's also very true when, mm. when talking about um, getting somewhere or getting out of somewhere. Like that's where mm -hmm. Dotland really is important that you're like, oh yeah, I get trapped here. It's like a new FC. As a new FC, if you're roaming with 10 dudes, yeah, if you jump into this pocket and there's a dicta bubble on this specific gate, yeah, you have to burn through this dicta bubble. Or maybe you just die doing that, right? And uh, just if, being aware people, of that. Yeah. I was just going to say, if people read Dotland, uh, 9KOE would not be the hottest system in EVE. Uh, shout out, Simple Thumbs. <laughs> that is very true. There's some, you know, some people just don't care at all. And they're just like, yeah, they run That's it. Even though it's very obvious, like why a certain system is super hot, right? When you look at Dotland, it all makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, the visualizing part is really like um, still worth adding in that. Yeah, I love the during one of the recent. Um, I think it was a Quasar release thing. Uh, they had a stream on it, and they had a visualization up of just people jumping around on Eve. And it was just a, you could see when jumps were happening and they managed to completely expose someone because it was, you could go and 200 chips just jumped there and just jumped there and just jumped there and you could just see it happening. Brilliant. It wasn't on screen for that long, but yeah, someone had, they were a little exposed. Yeah, I mean, for intel purposes, obviously, .line, like there's no other tool, right? That, I mean, Zekel and Dotland are the Intel tools technically, right? Um, like overall. Don't forget there are also those tools uh, which are reading the in-game chat and uh, visualizing on a map how fast the enemy out of your system if you're betting on mining. So, and everybody's also relying on the Dotland map. Mm. So like near me and or I'm not sure how they are called. Oh. Yeah, and near two and so on. Uh, just 
for people who haven't run into them, they are reading the chat logs which get dumped to someone's machine, but it, that's all they're doing. So it's dependent on people putting paste into chat log, well, into chat, so it gets picked up. It's not directly interacting with Eve, which is why it's strictly not against EULA. Mm. Another Intel site, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but uh, Eve who a lot of people use that. Are you behind Eve who too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh -oh. I use that just to, so that I can remember when I joined Corp. <laughs> Literally think I've only Eve who'd like myself and one other person. <laughs> Well, I eat who uh, I mean Eve who because uh, this guy came into uh, Eve Kill IRC chat in 2008 or something like that with something similar and wanted to charge you know 10 billion a month ISK, which is a lot of ISK in 2008. And um, his site sucked. Yeah, you know, his site sucked, and I said I could do something better. And a week later, I had Eve who. Yeah, it, it does seem to be that a lot of the time tools get built because someone else's tool sucks or to annoy someone else. Yeah, like, but would that say, like, if the other tool wasn't there, you would have never started? Or would you at least at, at some point, would you think you ha would have the idea of starting it then, right? What do you think? <laughs> it's it's yeah. interesting. I mean, the guy uh, came in with the idea, and uh, he was a jerk, basically, to everybody, all of us who'd been in that channel. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say if I would have ever written it had I not seen a crappy version of it. Maybe maybe uh, every now and then you just need the, the knowledge of, like, oh, yeah, there is a certain demand, right? Because maybe, you know if you're not aware like why would you make a tool that you know you don't think anyone's going to use or has a need for it but as soon as you see there is a demand for a certain thing and that tool doesn't really deliver as well yeah yeah that makes sense i mean yeah. anyone that's been in alliance it if i said the words pizza smf auth that's going to take you back 10 years um and that was a horrible php add-on to simple machines forum where you would punch in an API key and get access to like TeamSpeak. Um and that was that was 10, 12, however many years ago. Um I had my own version of that. I honestly think everyone actually uses your version. Uh but we all still call it Pizza SMF auth. Um and and there's been many, many auth systems over the years. Um and they'll either be single-person projects or written in a language people don't like uh, or not well-documented and maintained. So it's like one person for one instance. Um, and I, we've just been really lucky with this convergence of people that want to support and use AA, um, that it's not just one guy uh, and it's not just one system. You know, it's, mm. it's Python and it's Django and it's super easy to use and it means people can just jump in and work on it. Yeah, my first industry calculator was because I didn't like the fact that the one I had been using, you had to change the number for the ME or the TE and then hit a button and I had to go away to the server to get figures back. And I went, why don't I just do all of that locally? So I wrote something in JavaScript so I had a slider that I could move. Yeah. It worked and people seemed to like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I think 
Um, I think Squiz, you have to run off in a few minutes or like five minutes. And we're getting close to an hour and a half anyway. Um, I would say, um, I, wa I want to say thank you guys for coming on. Um, pleasure to guys have you. And also super nice to see that you guys like, like you, you know each other, you support each other. And it's nice that, uh, you know, we have people like you guys like creating cool tools uh, for everyone to use. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And uh, yeah, we should do this again. This might be an unpopular opinion, but we have to support each other because CCP doesn't. Ay, ay, ay. I can't, I can't have a show without like pointing fingers at CCP, you know. I will happily be the grumpy Aussie. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be clear, there are some devs at CCP who are great and they talk yeah. to us and stuff. But as a company, not so much. That's why we need you on the CSM then to represent the yeah. third party tool guys. So, guys, yeah. right? Definitely not self serving at all. Vote Steve Steven. for CSM. Correct. I mean, if I run, put him on your second place, okay, guys? Just saying. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope everyone on stream uh, and enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and uh, special thanks to VHSla and Blackbird. And uh, yeah, see you guys on the next one. All right, bye bye. Thank you.